0: Hey, it's Freddie Cruz sharing with you the stories of the businesses, organizations, and events that make the greater Houston area great. This is Cruz through HTX. And during this episode, we're gonna learn more about the Women's Fund for Health Education and Resiliency. Beth Wolf is co-chair of this year's event, and we're gonna learn all about what they do. To provide Houston area women and girls with the tools they need to be advocates for their own health. Hi, I'm Ed
1: Sheeran. This is Bruno Mars. Hey, it's Katy Perry. This is your man, Florida, with Freddie Cruz. This is AJ Mitchell
0: with Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. let you go pick Mr. 305, and you already know what it is. My name is Freddie, and it's time to cruise through HTX. Beth, welcome to the show. What would Houstonians not familiar with the Women's Fund be shocked to hear about it?
1: I think that the Women's Fund has been so beneficial to so many women over the years. And what they might not know was this is an organization that was actually started back in the 90s. So it has a long history in terms of helping women with their health. And their focus today is not only on women, but at-risk adolescents.
0: How did you navigate the whole thing before social media and being able to reach a a wider audience? And you had the, the big three networks and you had radio, you had print, and there was really no potential to go viral with the story and whatnot. How did you reach a lot of people?
1: It was interesting in that we were able to do many talk shows. At that time, you won't believe it. And before, uh, you could actually call into the TV stations at some points in time. So, uh, And we still have shows today that do bring people on, though uh, with social media, the opportunity is amazing. And we're very grateful to you, Freddie, for helping us tell the story.
0: Thank you very much for that. So you you expanded your reach from women... To at-risk adolescents. Are we talking uh, adolescents who have uh, survived trauma like human trafficking or does it involve uh, a whole wide swath of, of, of young ladies who have endured various kinds of, of abuse and whatnot?
1: Well, I think the the main thing is is that we have so many people in Houston who are not as fortunate as some. And so this is an outreach to those Young girls, while they're still quite impressionable, as well as women, the underserved women. Uh, again, because we do have social media, and there's so much more readily available now, I think the story for many ha- has been told, and the access to programs and to information uh, today is is wider, as well as the emphasis on women and women's health. You know, years ago. Uh, well, we know we still have more money spent on, on men's issues for the most part than women's. And so I think that's one reason why so many organizations have had to focus particularly on women. And in this case, because now it's possible to reach the girls too, through all the different uh, areas, and there's so much more awareness and need as the city has grown, that it really performs a a crucial service. So I think that by being able to tell the story like this uh, and and other social media ways, we can get the message out more. And again, we have a lot of people that don't have the advantage of social media and don't have the computers and the wherewithal to watch what they want to watch or to learn from it. So these are the people that we can reach today uh, especially through broadening our scope and also knowledge of the organization.
0: I want to build on that because I have heard the term health illiteracy and it's not something that has been used in a pejorative sense, but rather to describe uh, people who, who just don't know what's happening with their bodies or what they're doing to their bodies if they're uh, eating unhealthy or, or per- participating in behavior that may not otherwise be uh good for their for their personal and their mental their physical well-being so what do you find to be the biggest challenge outside of not having the access to communication like social media or having internet access, what do you find to be the biggest challenge with helping females overall, whether we're talking adolescents or older women, uh, learn more about caring for themselves?
1: I think it's an area that has been a little bit neglected. Uh, we try to teach people uh, as they get to be young women uh, about jobs and so on but it's so important to understand especially prior to that how some of the things you might do or might not do are impacting your future uh, this isn't just about health it's also about resiliency it's about I'm glad you mentioned mental health because that's people are much more aware today than they were previously about mental health and the issues that that can create in terms of of keeping someone from being able to be more successful. So I think it's just this broad range. And uh, so therefore, by being able to reach people younger, ideally, and then continue that education, this is not like just leaving them behind. But then, and as you know, things have changed even with COVID. And so many were not able to interface socially. Uh, There are a lot of concerns after that. Uh, about people's well-being and what they may have missed. Uh, so it's just difficult today with all the issues. So many parents work. And so even the parents may not be, I know when I grew up, my mom didn't work. And so she was there, and, and there was more a chance for family to be able to take over the place that today people are so concerned about making living, et cetera, that it's very hectic. And so by being able to supplement in some ways, and in ways that the girls can relate to. You know, when we get them together, their educational programs, and actually on Sunday, October 22nd, when we have the event, uh, there will be an educational program for the girls uh, prior to the luncheon. And then they get to come to the luncheon, there'll be maybe as many as 150 young adolescents at the luncheon and this may be the first time they've had an opportunity to be at an event like this and so we try to make it uh, for them as well it's it's really a fun afternoon and so you have the educational component but you also have that socialization um, and again preparing things that will particularly excite them.
0: The socialization part is really, really important, especially when it comes to adolescence. And if we're trying to, to help and cultivate our younger population into, um, into sort of detaching themselves from, from their smartphones, and it's really hard as somebody in his late 40s to separate himself as well, you can imagine how hard it must be when, as you said, sometimes mom and dad or the aunts and the uncles, the, the grandparents aren't around to say, hey, you might want to put that down and, and hang out with me for a minute. Or you might want to, if you like books, then my, why don't you try reading an actual book with paper pages or go outside and get some fresh air, walk your dog. I haven't seen you walk your dog in months. So um, how is it that you're reaching young ladies, teenagers, early 20s, uh, early 20-somethings in in an environment where maybe they don't, they don't get to be around this um, as often. So they're going to, as you said, be at your event, they're going to be around this kind of stuff. Uh, for the first time in a long time what else are you doing throughout the year to at least try and get them to uh, to at least try to track them out to to spend some time with you and your and your advocates
1: well they have identified they're identifying through the schools uh, students that they think would benefit from this that would be receptive and where it could really make a difference and so there are uh, other educational sessions this just happens to be a fundraiser so that there will be money to continue this type of program throughout the school year, uh, but they and they even had some programs in the summer so it's just an ongoing opportunity to make a difference in their lives.
0: Yeah, and we have talked we have touched on on the luncheon that's coming up on the 22nd. So why don't we just go ahead and and dive right in. So we we've got the uh sort of the 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 it's a fundraiser, but it's also lunch and you're bringing in these young ladies and you're bringing in women to sort of uh mentor and it's going to be like this big huge occasion. There's going to be shopping involved. So what else can people um uh, expect when they walk to the doors of the Women's Fun Luncheon?
1: Well, the nice thing about this is it is a Sunday. It's a family day. Um, I know. I'm so grateful. I was honored in 2018. And they try to pick out uh, people who've done a lot for women. They're, it's called the Sue Trammell-Whitfield Resiliency Award. The luncheon, by the way, is called Rocking Resiliency. And so today, again, I think that's even more relevant than it may have been in the past. So it's uh, organized. Uh, and some of the girls who attend with their mothers, uh, I know I'm co-chairing it with my daughter this year. And the year that I was honored, my grandchildren came, who were about 13 at the time, a boy and girl, who are now going to college this year. And uh, they just, they had a ball. So it's a nice chance to mix uh, the group, so to speak, to spend the afternoon with your family uh, in a family-friendly environment. And the Sue Trammell-Whitfield Award for Resiliency this year goes to Stephanie Suru and her daughter-in-law, Katie Suru. And they have a very interesting, uh, place called She Space. It's really a shared working place for young women who are starting out in their careers. So you can, at, at She Space, which is off of I-10, uh, fairly close to town, uh, they have a whole office. Uh, it, it's just delightful. Maybe maybe you'd like to do a podcast there one day. I'd
0: love to. It sounds a lot like a Regis, one of those Regis places where it's like a shared work environment, or maybe a WeWork, rather.
1: Well, it is. It is. But it's strictly, you know, it, it's for women primarily. Yes. And the nice thing is they have networking and programs for the women. It's a very friendly environment. It's really in the colors of our invitation, which are hot pink Orange, yellow, lime green. So it's an upbeat place. It gives you a great opportunity. I know when I went into business, I had to lease a space myself, and it was really frightening. That was in 1978, and there were a lot of women doing that. And still today, as we know, though there are more women in the workplace, there's still a long way for us to go. So by having a place like SheSpace, where they can uh, collaborate, they have a shared uh, conference area, a shared uh, lunch area. So we felt they were deserving of this special award and and acknowledgement. So it's it's a very unusual event. There's so many components to it. And it's, it's meant to be educational, it's meant to give us socialization, and again, even for, I know my grandson in particular was not looking forward to coming, and he had a ball, and he actually bought, a, I think it was a Rockets poster for his room, so he was very happy. And it's a chance to share with your children the idea of giving back, the idea of ph- philanthropy, which that's so needed in our community.
0: Philanthropy tends to have this sort of attached meaning to it that you've got to be a $25,000 minimum donor or spend $100,000 and buy a plaque on a wall at a, at a major museum in a, in a large American city, when in fact, that's not even really what philanthropy means. It means giving back, paying it forward, and whether that's with money or with your time and and helping your neighbor, helping your community.
1: And that's the thing. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for uh, children and grandchildren to share that with their family that day and see what a difference they can make. And in the meantime, you know, so often you give and you don't ever get to see the result, but you'll be able to see the bright, Faces of these young women who may be attending this event for some of, of our children. They go to special things all the time. It may not be a fundraiser, but you know, they're, they're out and about. But for these girls, it, it may be the first nice luncheon they've been to. So it's, it's a, a wonderful uh, and unusual opportunity.
0: One of my friends, his name is William Gray. He has a podcast called The Business Coffee Hour, and he had mentioned something called the, the ripple effect. And it's one of those things where you just never know. You do one small thing, it ripples into something huge. And so my favorite thing about uh, paying it forward is the unseen ripple effect. So you don't have to see, that's the most, to me, that's the most rewarding part is like, you'll see a smile on a face if you go to one of these events and you pay it forward. But what you don't see is the effect it has the next week or the next year or in 10 years if you make somebody's day, if that somebody is a mom who's got a teenage girl and that teenage girl remembers being at an event with Beth and her daughter and her grandchildren and she thinks to herself, wow, I remember that one time When I was a kid and somebody helped me, and now it's my turn to have that sort of impact on somebody. And that's really how we make, how we, how we, how we grow society. It's, it's not about what you can see, right? It's not about the immediate impact. It's what it's, it's not knowing. To me, that's the most rewarding part.
1: Yes, it, it, it really is. And uh, by the way, the keynote speaker will be talking about focusing on resiliency. It will be an inspiring uh, message for everyone, and especially for young people and young women, the underserved, that may not get that opportunity as much. So I know my grandchildren, my son, my family walked away just feeling like they'd had a great day. Uh, in, It came somewhat reluctantly because, oh, Mom, it's another event, you know. But uh, that's the thing. And it's difficult for me to express it or to put in words exactly uh, what the day is like. But, Freddie, maybe you'll stop by.
0: All right. You, you're inviting me to crash the party. I might just have to.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be fun.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate that. And I want to, as we wrap up the conversation, Beth, uh, you're quite well known within the Houston area. And I want to go back to something you talked about, being in business Starting in 1978. And if you can go back to the businesswoman in that year and give her a sort of a nudge, give her a sort of uh, pep talk when she wasn't feeling like she had it in her. What would you tell her?
1: I I tell you, we are so grateful to be in Houston. And I would just tell her that anything is possible. You know, I was actually divorced in 74, which I always say was long before it was popular. So in 1974 is when women got the Equal Credit Opportunity Act passed. So when I started in real estate and we wrote contracts, it had only the man's name, and it would say, and wife. So you can understand, needless to say, we have progressed. But it was incredibly, and I think it's one reason why I'm well-known and why I've been honored as much as I have, which I, again, appreciate. And I, I do it out of being grateful and hoping to be able to share with others because it's so important. That And I think if we realize that it's within us what we do, uh, life is hard. I know it's particularly hard and challenging today. It's, so it's not about what happens to us. Our power comes from the way in which we react to it.
0: I love that. Please y'all check out the Rockin' Resiliency Luncheon happening on October 22nd. It's all benefiting the Women's Fund for Health Education and Resiliency and the website's all one word. It's thewomensfund.org talking to co-chair Beth Wolf. Thank you so much Beth for coming by the podcast today.
1: Enjoyed it. Thanks for having us.
0: Hey, it's me. I'm back with a quick little nudge. If you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did putting it together for you, then please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to the newsletter at htx.com and share with your family and friends. Thank you.